Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. We live in an age of anxiety. We're anxious about money, we're anxious about safety, we're anxious about the economy and employment, we're anxious about health care and disease. We worry, worry, worry all the time. Statistics say that about 18.1% of American adults between 18 and 54 have been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. That's over 40 million adults. Healthcare professionals estimate that the number should be about 30% because many don't seek help or know that they have a problem. 43% 43 of North Americans take mood-altering prescriptions regularly. Paxil and Zoloft, two of the most popular anxiety medications, totaled $5 billion in sales in 2002. 6.8 million Americans or 3.1% of the population, suffers from generalized anxiety disorder. 2.2 million, or 1% of the population, suffers from obsessive-compulsive disorder. 6 million, or 2.7% of the population, suffers from panic disorder. Or, and 7.7 million, or 3.5% of the population, suffer from PTSD. And 15 million or 6.8% of the population suffers from social anxiety disorder. We live in an anxious age. So many people are anxious that there are often good reasons, there are often good reasons to be anxious. What Jesus says in today's passage has a clear application for us. But it is hard. Jesus isn't telling us what to do. He isn't telling us what to think. He's telling us how to feel. And that's hard. Most of us are probably under the assumption we can't control how we feel. The God of the Bible is a God who commands our emotions. He commands us to love Him above all else. He commands us to rejoice. He commands us to fear not. And here He commands us not to worry. Let's look at uh, what our text says. From Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not, the life, is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father... Feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Are, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? 
Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for um, Your grace and Your peace that You give us. The peace that passes all understanding. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We pray that You would apply Your Word to our hearts this morning. As we listen, that You would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, that Your Spirit would be united with Your Word And Lord, that it would do its work in us. Lord, feed your people. Father, be with me, an anxious preacher. A man who is already filled with anxiety. Lord, forgive me. And help me to speak with boldness. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus repeats his command three times. He tells us in verse 25, he says, Therefore I tell you not to be anxious. Tell you, do not be anxious. And then in verse 31, he says, Therefore do not be anxious. And again in verse 34, he says, Therefore do not be anxious. The Lord Jesus Christ has the right, has the authority to command us not to be anxious. This is hard, isn't it? It's hard. I will admit that I'm part of the statistics. I take a medication daily that helps me with depression and anxiety. I don't think we can take this passage and say that Jesus is somehow anti-medication. However, from experience, I can tell you medication is not the answer alone. Taking a pill for anxiety doesn't make your problems go away. It just helps you think clearly clearly to be able to cope with them. I'm no psychologist, I'm just a preacher. So I don't pretend to be a clinical counselor. What God's Word has to say to us about anxiety is good news. If you suffer from anxiety and you're on medication, I'm not saying stop taking your medication. What I'm saying is medication isn't enough. The true cure for anxiety that brings the peace which passes all understanding is to trust in a God who loves and cares for His children. Jesus tells us specifically what we shouldn't worry about. He tells us not to be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. The things he tells us not to worry about are simple. Food, drink, clothing. This is important because the things he lists are all things that we have need of. Everyone needs to eat and to drink. We all need to wear clothes. To many of us, it seems silly to worry about these things. If we want to drink, we go to the tap and we turn on the water. There's no cause for worry, is there? If we are hungry, we go to the refrigerator or our pantry and we find something to eat. 
Or maybe we can just go down to a restaurant and order whatever we feel like. And clothing. Many of us have more clothing than we have room for in our closets. We might have to purge our wardrobes to make room. We live in a wealthy society where many of us don't have to worry about these things. Not because of any spiritual reason. Like we're trusting in a Heavenly Father to take care of us. But because there's so much abundance, we just take things for granted. However, there are some who do worry about these things. There are some who live in poverty. Our our economy is such that in our society, some have little left for food whenever they pay their other bills. We don't often think about this fact, but there are probably many children, even in Bond County where we live, who go to bed hungry at night. The first reason Jesus gives us not to worry is that there are more important things than food or drink and clothing. I'll point it out. He says, Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? There's more important things to worry about. Whether we're well off so that we take food or water or clothing for granted, or we are poor, Jesus here is telling us life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. The passage we looked at last week, Jesus told us not to store up treasure in heaven, or not to store up treasure on earth, but to store it up in heaven. What he says today in today's passage is built on that. We looked on what we looked at last week. The things of this world will all pass away. But what we do that affects eternity matters ultimately. Then, Jesus gives us comfort by telling us that our Father will care for our needs. He uses two examples where He moves from the lesser to the greater. First, Jesus tells us to look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Birds. Birds. God takes care of the birds. It's like the song, His eye is on the sparrow. And I know He watches me. This isn't difficult to understand. We can observe in nature that God provides even for tiny little birds. They don't have to work through the year to save up and make it through. God provides for them day by day what they need. If God cares so much about birds, then how much more does He care for us, His children? The other example He gives is flowers. Jesus says, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But tomorrow, uh, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Again, Jesus uses the same logic. We don't think of flowers as dressing in clothes. Yet, God has made the flowers as so beautiful to point to His own character. Jesus tells us 
that the richest king in the Old Testament, Solomon himself, didn't have clothing that was as beautiful as what he designed for the flowers. These flowers are here temporarily. They may live today and shrivel up and die tomorrow. And once these one once these once beautiful flowers are dead, they're not good for anything but just to throw into the fire for kindling. So again, Jesus comforts us. He says that if God cares so much to make a beautiful adornment for flowers, then we can trust God to take care of us and to give us the clothing that we need. In between these two examples, Jesus gives us another one that teaches something slightly different. He asks the question, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? Another translation may say, can add a cubit, one cubit to his stature. Either way you take it, the point is clear. There are some things we cannot change. They're not worth worrying about because we don't have any control over them. We can't make ourselves any taller by worrying. We cannot add an hour to our lifespan by worrying. Those things aren't in our control. They're controlled and determined by a loving Heavenly Father. And our anxiety is often rooted in what Jesus says at the end of the verse. He says, O you of little faith. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea here. Don't take me for one of those prosperity preachers who says that if anything negative happens to you, it must be because you don't have enough faith. That's not what Jesus means here. However, when we are anxious about things, it is incompatible with trusting in the Father who cares for us. When we are tempted to be anxious, the greatest cure is just to remind ourselves, to to preach the gospel to ourselves, but to remind ourselves of the promises of God. To believe what He says here, if He takes care of birds, God will certainly take care of me. So far, Jesus has given us three reasons not to worry. First, don't worry because there are more important things than food, drink, and clothing. Second, Jesus tells us, don't worry because if God cares for small things like birds and flowers, He will care for His children who are of more value. And third, don't worry because if there are, there are many things we just can't control anyway. If they're out of our control, why worry? Then Jesus turns to tell us what we should pursue. He says not to worry about food, drink, or clothing because the Gentiles or the pagans seek after these things. Those who do not know God pursue after these things because to them they are ultimate. All of their pursuits are for material goods. The Christian should have a different pursuit. Jesus tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now Jesus isn't saying that we don't really need food and clothing. In fact, He says your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. He isn't telling us to deny the need. Rather, He's telling us to trust in a loving Father. What Jesus tells us to do is to redirect our focus. If we're worried about food and clothing, we're acting like pagans who pursue those things as an ultimate goal. So, if, so we must change the direction of our pursuit. 
Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek after heavenly things. First, in Colossians 3, 2, it says, Paul says a very similar thought. He says, set your mind on things above and not on the things of earth. Finally, Jesus tells us not to be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Basically, Jesus is telling us not to worry about the future. Take one day at a time. Most of the time, we worry about the things in the future, but they never really even come to pass. We spend all the time fretting about this or that, and the time comes and whatever we were worried about, it never even happens. We don't have to worry because a loving Father cares for our needs. This comfort, this cure for anxiety is offered to believers. What if you're here today and you've never trusted Christ? Your life will continue to be full of anxiety. You work and you labor and you try to keep life together, but you can't do it. You may be able to do it for a while, but at some point it will all fall apart. You may be able to keep all of your plates spinning, But it all will come crashing down. To you who are filled with anxiety and worry, to you who are trying to keep your life together in your own effort, Jesus offers rest. Stop trying to do it yourself. Stop trying to be good enough on your own. Trust in Jesus who gave His life for you. Come be accepted in the arms of the Father. You know, what Jesus is telling us to do in this passage is nothing other than to trust in the gospel. What is the gospel? Naturally, by our own efforts, we we try to be good. We try to be a good person, to to live a moral life. And we think that by living some moral life, by, by having a certain set of moral code, that we can be a good enough person and earn favor with God. But that's not what the Gospel teaches. The Gospel teaches we have all fallen short. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But, and we all deserve God's wrath. That's what the Gospel teaches. The other side of that is that Jesus laid down His life and He offers it freely for us. He laid down His life. He died on a cross, giving Himself as a sacrifice for us. And we don't work to earn God's favor. We trust. We trust in what He has provided. In the same way, our anxiety, how do we deal with our anxiety? We trust. We trust in a Heavenly Father who has provided for everything we need. This goes right along with the gospel. It's not about working. It's not about uh, trying to be good enough. It's about trusting. So come, trust, and rest in the arms of our Heavenly Father. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook. Thank you.